Hello, hello. Welcome to Pish Posh Pages, your favorite no-strings-attached book club podcast. Here's how it works. I'll release short podcast episodes after I finish books. There's no set schedule, no required reading, and no rules. I want to turn my solo activity of reading into more of a conversation. I love hearing other people's thoughts and opinions on books, so now you'll get mine too. <laughs> Looking for book recs? Want to know my big takeaways from my recent reads? Want to hear what I loved or hated about the last book I read? You'll find out all that here at Pish Posh Pages. I'm your host, Lindsay, and I'm excited to have you a part of the club. Now, let's talk books. episode of Fish Posh Pages with Lindsay. Today I am talking about a thriller called Wonderland by Jennifer Hillier. This is my first Jennifer Hillier book. She's very popular, or so I've seen. Uh, this is my first one, like I said, from her. I have seen this book come up on my recommended for you for years, literally years, uh, on Kindle Unlimited because I've been a Kindle Unlimited reader for a while now and I love thrillers and this one comes up all the time on there. So I finally gave it a shot and I enjoyed it. So this book is a thriller set in the Pacific Northwest. It's supposed to be in a coastal town called Seaside, Washington. I will say Seaside, Washington does not exist. (laughs) And usually that really bothers me. It really does when someone's like pretending a place is a certain place that's not a real place, especially in like the area that I'm from. Do you guys know what I'm saying? That usually bothers me. But in this case, it did not bother me as much because there are multiple little towns around the Washington and Oregon coast that have this vibe so I could picture it. And she took a little bit of like from all of these different places, a little bit from like the Ocean Shores, Washington, Long Beach, Washington, Seaside, Oregon, and just kind of made her own little fake place. And I enjoyed it. It was good. So Wonderland is this amusement park in Seaside, Washington. small town and there is some corruption going on in the law enforcement. There are some murders happening. The book begins and we've got a murder. Of course, it's a thriller. And then we are trying to figure out what's going on and more people are disappearing throughout the book. As always with a thriller, I'm not giving you any spoilers here, but uh, we've got at the beginning, we have a murder, we have a missing young man he's 18 years old and then we find out about three or four more missing young men who are also 18 years old we find out about another murder that happened years ago and more murders that could be coming it's just it's just good there's a lot going on here our main character is Vanessa Castro and she is a widow she is a um deputy chief of police so she just moved to seaside after leaving seattle and is now the deputy chief of the police force and she becomes in charge of the case that is going on at the amusement park called wonderland she befriends a man named is his name oscar or oswald he goes by Oz. Uh, I think it's Oswald, which is just a funny name. Uh, anyways, she befriends him. He works for the park. He's kind of the right-hand man to the CEO. The CEO is somebody named Bianca. She is operating as CEO as the owner of the amusement park, Nick Bishop, 
is her uncle, and he is traveling the world, so she is a figurehead kind of, uh, or he's a figurehead. She's the one operating everything. Uh, we've got, this, there's the thing with this book is there's so many characters, and there's so many like different points of view that the story is told from. I It took a while to get used to in the beginning, but then I got used to it. So we also hear from the point of view. We hear from the point of view of Vanessa, who I already told you about. We hear from Oz. We hear from Vanessa's daughter. We hear from some of the young boys who worked at the park. We hear from Bianca, I'm pretty sure. We hear from so many people. It's so much. It's so much back and forth. And I really think this book would have benefited from at the beginning of each chapter saying who the narrator was, you know, in a little heading, but it did not do that. So you had to figure it out on your own. I mean, you figure it out pretty quickly, but I think that would have helped me keep things more organized in my mind. So as you can tell, it's a thriller, murders, missing people. We got to get to the bottom of things and that that's the book. I mean, what else am I going to tell you without spoiling it? It was very good at the beginning. Like I said, it was hard to keep track of everybody. It moved a little slow. There was a lot of buildup. It is, oh, I think it was over 400 pages. Maybe not, but it is kind of long. There was, I think this book also would have benefited from maybe a tiny bit more editing and not like grammatically, but just maybe cutting out one more storyline because there was so many different things happening all at the same time and it just became a little bit unrealistic and I will get to that when I'm going through the reviews I like to read a one star or a low rating review and a five star review kind of give you the whole spectrum of thoughts and then give you my thoughts so I'm gonna go into that the reviews from the public we've got a one star review here and it is from Rebecca Lee Quick, easy read with obvious storytelling, shallow characters, and basic writing. I read it in two days because it was so easy, but I wouldn't say I enjoyed every minute of it. I have three pet peeves. Number one, each character has the same tone of voice from the 14-year-old daughter to the 40-year-old retired outlaw. Number two, it's based now and really is a bingo of fashionable topical themes. For example, gaslighting, trans, toxic relationships. Number three, although touching on important topics and having a strong female lead, it's still sexist, fatphobic, and transphobic. Maybe I'm just too old and it's aimed at teenagers. Edit. Just finished Stephen King's Joyland, incredible, and rating this a one star now. So I think it was a two star and she moved it to one star because Joyland by Stephen King, which I have not read, just blew this one out of the water apparently. Okay, here's my thoughts on this negative review. Let's start with just these, we'll just go with these three bullet points she has. Number one, each character has the same tone of voice. I kind of agree. I I think the only one that I really felt gave a more unique tone of voice was Vanessa's 14-year-old daughter. Everyone else kind of blurred together, as I was saying. They all kind of thought the same way. And uh, I thought her daughter was the easiest to tell. Like, okay, here we go. This is... Ava, I think her name was. <sighs> Sorry for not remembering everyone's names, but there were so many people. <laughs> and yeah, they all had their own storyline going on all at the same time. Number two, it's based now and really is a bingo of fashionable topical themes of gaslighting, trans, and toxic relationships. 
There is a transgender character at the end of the book, and it just kind of comes out of nowhere. I don't think this book was transphobic, but I'm seeing multiple comments saying that. Um, I felt like the reaction or the discourse or the conversations with all of that with this character were very realistic to these small towns that I am familiar with. Obviously this is a fictional town but it's supposed to be like these small towns on the coast and I did not think it was transphobic. I just felt like it was what would have happened um but it, it really was not as that extreme it was a very small piece of the book and it did kind of come out of nowhere I will say that it was very small and kind of like whoa huh interesting hmm. I didn't really think that much of it uh but it was just kind of an interesting piece and it kind of there was a lot of stuff coming at the very end and I will talk about that without spoiling anything uh number three all th Although touching on important topics and having a strong female lead, it's still sexist, fatphobic, and transphobic. <sighs> I already touched on the transphobic thing. I think that's for each person to decide themselves. I don't, yeah, I don't think it was transphobic. It's not like the transgender person was like the, the villain in all of it. They were just a very like side character and yeah but the sexist fat phobic other people also said this book was racist like there's a lot going on just at the very end of this book because there is a character who is described as a large creepy mexican man and he turns out to be this bad character doing evil things like out of nowhere it did not need to be added at all because this character was not really involved in the whole thread of crimes that were he was kind of like a red herring but he was still bad and it really came out of nowhere and I did not enjoy it that is the one piece of the storyline there's a lot of pieces in the storyline that was like really like we gotta go there we have so many so much going on already we're gonna add this in here but that was the one where I was like this is this is just too far like what is going on here it became unbelievable unrealistic even though it it very well could happen very very well could be but there was just so many different like red herrings and these different possibilities of who could be the bad guy and then this this added character that we didn't hear about until really the end and then he goes off the deep end it just is a little wild it really is um I don't think this book was like intentionally I don't really think it's sexist either I really don't get that part. We have a woman who is in a powerful position of CEO, and she makes some good choices and some bad choices, not spoiling anything, and we have Vanessa, who is a powerful woman, and she makes some bad choices and some good choices. I don't really think it's sexist. We have, everyone makes bad choices in this book. Everyone does. As with most books I read, <laughs> they all make shit choices. Uh, yeah. There, okay, I will say this before I get any farther here. There is a twist at the very end of this book that was so wild and I did not see it coming. So I'll just say that. No, no spoiler. Here's the five-star review from Jessica Heatherly. Subject line is perfectly creepy. This is my fifth Jennifer Hillier novel and my fifth resounding five-star review for her. 
when at Killer Thriller Th- Crew listed Wonderland as one of their July book club picks, I couldn't have been more excited. I love being able to discuss this book with others while reading it. Out of the five I've read, this setting is by far my favorite. J.H. has created an amusement park full of excitement, nostalgia, and spine-tingling secrets. Wonderland has all of the usual attractions, including the oldest Ferris wheel in the country, but what makes it unique is the creepy clown museum and massive collection of unnerving porcelain dolls. Our main character, Vanessa Castro, is nothing short of an absolute badass. (laughs) She is the new deputy police chief in town, and she is immediately faced with two huge cases on the same day. As she investigates, she uncovers a string of missing persons cases going back decades. Something isn't right in this town, and the explosive conclusion with will leave you breathless and shell-shocked. Jennifer is truly a master at character development. There are heroes I rooted for and absolutely psychotic characters to which I screamed WTF constantly. I was sucked into the world of Wonderland from the very first page and looked at every single person with suspicion. Even though I'm experienced with Hillier's writing, she blew my mind once again and I have learned to expect nothing less. Read this book if you liked fast-paced thrillers, a good mix of characters you love and characters you hate, short chapters that keep you reading late into the night, and police procedurals in a unique setting. So I think this is a very good review. I thought it was a good perspective for somebody who has read multiple books from Jennifer Hillier. I have not read more from her. I will probably read more from her. Uh, Like I said, this book was on my recommended for you for years, but also I have heard good things about this author from Kenzie Elizabeth. She runs the bookstagram KE Book Club, and so I thought I'd give it a shot. I love a thriller set in the Pacific Northwest. When that's where I'm from, I felt like the setting was very realistic. I enjoyed that. I felt like it was similar to... My favorite author, who is Greg Olson, he writes great thrillers in the Pacific Northwest. I think his are a little bit more realistic, a little bit more just, they're more my speed, but this was the first one I've read from her, and I have read like, I don't know, almost 10 of his books, so it's a little different there. I will read more Jennifer. I I will. Uh, I liked this one. I liked the theme. The cover of this one, I read it, and every time I saw the cover, it's like this rainbow ferris wheel picture but when looking at the book i also saw there is a cover that has like a scary clown for the clown museum on the cover so yeah i don't know why i mentioned that but i just felt like i had to um i don't think this is like a super scary book it's just a typical thriller with some dark themes creepiness murder but it didn't really scare me at all. I never went to sleep feeling like, ooh, spooky. (sighs) Very good overall. Really, very good. I would say four out of five stars. Uh, Yeah, just because there was some that was, like, unbelievable. There were some pieces where it was, like, just a little bit too much going on. I think sometimes we gotta just rein it in a little bit, especially with these crime things. Like, we don't need to have 20 storylines going at once. Maybe if you're just writing a regular, like, novel about nothing and you want to have 20 different points of view coming in, sure. But we're just trying to figure out who's murdering people here, so we don't need to hear from every single person's point of view. (sighs) Yeah, I don't really even have, like, a favorite character from this book. 
or a favorite point of view. I guess I would say my favorite point of view was either the 14-year-old daughter or one of the 18-year-old boys who went missing. Um, but their chapters also just moved a lot quicker. They were a lot faster paced than some of the older characters in the book. Overall, very good. I will read more from Jennifer. Uh, yeah, I think that's all I gotta say. No spoilers, obviously, so hopefully you enjoyed this episode. It's not a brand new book. It's definitely a little bit older, so take a look at this one, and if you've read it, let me know what you think. If you have another thriller to suggest to me, you can always do that on my website, pishposhpodcast.com, or my bookstagram, at pages. I hope you are enjoying whatever it is you are reading right now, and I will be back next time to talk about more books. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pish Posh Pages. If you loved it, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify or just share wherever you listen to podcasts. Also follow our bookstagram, Instagram, whatever you want to call it, at Pish Posh Pages for more book talk. We want to have more people in our No Strings Attached book club. I'm so glad that you were here and we'll be talking about more books next time. See you soon and happy reading.